Hi everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Growth Everywhere, where we introduce entrepreneurs and interview them on uh, personal growth and business growth as well. This week we have the founder of AppSumo, Noah Kagan. Noah, how are we doing today? It's, it's a slow day. It's, a real, it's hot, our AC is out, it's raining. Uh, wow, it's a lot of whining bitching in the beginning. Uh, I'm doing okay. I think that's the thing, it's like a lot of times people expect it's always great and you're working, but most of my day is sitting on a desk um, grinding. So uh, it's been okay day. How about you? Okay day over here. I mean, it's uh, it's like seventy degrees in Santa Monica beaches right there. You know, I guess my day's a little better. <laughs> cool. Um, so Noah, what are we working on today? What what are okay? So what are you working on today? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we have so well, one. I, the thing I'm trying to do lately is have fun. So with AppSumo, the whole point of a company, we have different. We have like three rules at AppSumo. Um, number one is fuck the haters. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a random ass rule. Number two is have fun every day. Just try to have fun. So not even judge, just or try, but have fun with what we do. Um, and that's really the only rules we have. And so what we're doing, we're, I'm doing a food raiser on Wednesday where I'm basically finding my favorite companies in Austin and I'm just inviting them over to our office and then I, it's a free thing for donations that all the money will go to Austin Pets Alive. And so I spent some time today just getting like the vendors organized and people who are attending organized. Um, second thing I'm doing is we're doing some of our marketing activities. So we have a course monthly 1k.com, which is how I started successful businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's an interactive course with community and accountability that literally like if you're trying to start a business, you don't know shit, or maybe you're not in the Valley or in Santa Monica um, and you want help. then a lot of people are joining it. thousands of people joining it and using it so that they can actually get a successful business. So uh, we're doing a lot of the marketing with that, emailing a lot of the people who have questions. I, I help everyone who's in the course. Mm-hmm. Then third, we have a new product coming out that we've been validating and seeing if people actually want to use it. Got so it. I've been getting, uh, I got like 10 customers for that yesterday. Cool. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, the whole premise of like AppSumo and then, you know, what you're doing with your, your 1K course right now, it's all about, you know, helping other people grow their businesses. Um, what kind of, you know, what kind of got you into like doing this kind of stuff? Well, I think what you said, I, I fully agree with. And I think a lot of people know when they're being authentic and genuine mm-hmm. and when they're not. Right? Like a lot of people, including myself, at similar at one point last year, we said, uh, we want to help a million entrepreneurs. And I knew, in t- and I had, we had a team of 16 people. There's only four of us now. And it was very funny because I knew in my heart it was bullshit. And I knew in my heart I didn't give a fuck to care to help a million entrepreneurs or not. And I don't really have a big drive. Like I like helping people who want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. I really get a lot of satisfaction. My favorite thing are like the customers in the monthly1k.com mm-hmm. who put in the work, put in the suffering, put in the sacrifices, and I can help them where I'm able to help them. And they come out and they're like, my life is so much better. Um, and so, you know, that's really what we're trying to accomplish. Epsumo is like, we like helping, you know, we like promoting cool stuff that helps people kick ass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been helping people start businesses and now we're starting to be thinking about how do we help people grow their businesses. Okay. Uh, a lot of it's releasing the tools that we've used to grow our own. Got it. And that actually sounds like the ideal uh, customer. The ideal customer profile might be this audience right here. They're looking to grow their businesses. They're looking to grow personally as well. So you know, what would people get exactly out of your your one K course? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I can talk about the course, and I'm happy to. Uh, I think what's overall really interesting is like personal development is just as important as business development. Mm-hmm. And I think we can get so distracted or, or caught up with different pieces of our life where our personal life sucks. It's very hard to do well in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes vice versa. It's one of the things I've been really fascinated with because I've gone through a lot of depression, 
and a lot of you know like very high eyes like working at Facebook to low lows where you know I got fired by Facebook or my last company was making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a day and then it went down to fifteen thousand dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's pretty dramatic and to have happen. Um, and, and the course basically came out. I think this is really interesting. Every this is I've learned so much. The, the thing that the course has been so amazing for me is I get to learn the psychology of people starting, failing, and trying to get a business going, and what makes successful people successful. And um, with the course, you ask like what like what's the gist of it, kind of, or what how does it all? Work? So the, what happened, and I think what everyone should recognize is like look at what people are coming and asking you for. Like, are they asking you for food? Are they asking you for relationship advice? Are they asking you to do this certain type of work? Or look at the things that you're naturally dry, like gravitating towards. Like, wow, I always eat tacos. That's, that's me. I always eat tacos. Mm-hmm. Or like just other things that either people are calling of you or you're just naturally doing. And so I kept getting people asking, like, how do you do marketing? How do you start a business? And I don't, you know, I have self-consciousness. Like, I don't, you know, I just do my own thing. I don't have some guru or some magical person. I just go hustle really hard. Uh, but I started noticing some patterns, and people kept asking me. So I, I kind of put the course together um, to show people step by step what it takes and how do you go from I don't know shit to how do I find the idea, how do I validate it, which means how do I get people to actually pay me that they really wanted. And I can tell you a funny story about that today. And then how do I grow it to a thousand bucks a month? Mm-hmm. The fascinating thing is after I built this and I put it together, I realized that we can tell people what to do, but it's like a book. Right, like how many books do you have on your shelf that like you've never read, or how many books that you've read that you haven't done shit with? And I realize that people need more than just a book they can put back on the shelf. And so we've added a lot of things where you can't go forward in the course without taking action. Like we don't let you. Mm-hmm. And another thing is accountability and support. Um, we had a, a, a we brought in people to the office, and I worked with them individually. And a week later, I said, "All right, how much further are you along?" And all of them were like, "No, we didn't do shit." Yeah, it's like we work together. What the fuck? And uh, what happens is that they need someone there with them, like a coach. Mm-hmm. And so we provide accountability throughout the system. And the last, the last key component has been the support of the community. So a lot of people are, don't have friends that are ambitious. They are alone by themselves. They're, we take for granted, if you're from Silicon Valley, like, like we take for granted the amount of great people we have around. Mm-hmm. And so I originally was like, oh, my God, I don't want a community of people who don't know shit helping others who don't know shit. Yeah. But it's been really fascinating that that's evolved to be one of the key components of this this product where the help and support and potential customers buying from each other mm-hmm. uh, is one of the most valuable things for people in the course. Cool. So you actually have a support group inside where people are kind of cheering each other on, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the course is three pieces. Uh, it's the course itself. It's accountability where me and a, a girl named Ariel check in with people and actually make sure they're doing the things they do. Mm-hmm. And then it's the community, which is other people that are taking the course. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are getting like validation, like, hey, does anybody want to buy this? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I don't know what to do here. Or, hey, here's just some positive motivation. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of the three things um, that have happened. I think other things that are really fascinating, uh, if you want to keep going a little bit, is, is the psychology of the individuals. One of the things that people in starting a business is I was never expecting this is failure. And how afraid people are of starting. Uh, so we've added a lot of stuff where you have to go fail, like coffee challenge, which is you have to go get 10% off at Starbucks. You have to ask for a discount. And when people realize that failing is not so bad and getting rejected is not the end of the world, they find out that asking for money in their own business becomes a lot easier. So everyone has to pass that test in order to get through this course, yes. part of the course. And you know what? Frankly, they can lie and cheat it, but that only hurts them. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. And, you know, you talked a little bit about kind of the, the whole depression part. I know you, you know, getting fired from Facebook, you talked about the 150K to 15K, you know, daily drop. So, 
you know, tell, can you tell the audience, I know you have a bunch of like hacks and stuff, but I mean, how did you kind of recover from depression? How do you keep yourself happy every day? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I said this to someone a while back and they're like, God, you're making all this money and you're a whiny bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm not as rich as you think. Um, uh, you know, I've used different hacks and tactics to feel better about myself through different periods of time. Mm-hmm. Through going to therapy, through a lot of drinking, um, which I still do, but now I try to do it more for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it evolves over time based on where you are in your life. The way I look at it is my friend Neville came up with it, and I love it. It's a pyramid. It's a triangle. And it's like your health, wealth, and your love. Mm. And you basically look at your life right in one through five. So health, wealth, and love, one through five. And one means you're shit. Five means you're exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And that'll help you determine like what you want to work on. right? So let's say it's your health. It's like, all right, well, my health is very low. Because all, I don't, for me, I found that they're all connected. Mm-hmm. So if my health is bad, I generally will feel low about my work and then my personal life, mm-hmm. my love life. Uh, and same with if my love, like I was dating some girls that were good girls, but kind of dragging on me. And when I finally let them go, I found out that I was better in my, you know, in my work, I was better in my love life, and I was better in my health. Um, I would say just the things that have worked really well for me overall, I go to therapy once a week, that's been very helpful. Um, and it's just someone completely unbiased that I can talk about anything with without kind of like judgment or expectations. Mm-hmm. I think one of the key things that, that I really try to explore is, is what do I really want? And a lot of times, especially with businesses, people are really fascinating. They're like, I want to do this so that I can get there. And I'm like, well, why don't you just go over there if that's what you really want? And they're afraid of it or just other excuses. And so I think people need to ask that in, in different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, frankly, it's a slow process. It's like, if your life is depressing, like, try to do one small thing today. Is it like eating your favorite food today? Is it going for a jog? Generally, when you move and you get some blood pumping, you'll feel better about yourself. Um, every morning I generally try to eat oatmeal or some breakfast because I know it's like it makes me feel good about my day because I'm like oh I love my oatmeal um, and, and I think ultimately it's like if you can surround yourself with good people as well like the people in this office the people that are in my life right now mm-hmm. like if they're positive people doing things inspiring me I find that to be really really helpful cool and you know you talked a little bit in one of your other interviews about you know when you wake up in the morning there's something called Gebby can you explain yeah. what the, to the audience what that is exactly so when I was feeling depressed, I had a friend of mine, and we, it evolved to this, but it's uh, gratitude, exercise, breakfast, and you. And uh, the whole purpose of it was that, like, every morning I woke up kind of wanting to die. And it, it, I think some of the things with that, it's like, not wanting to die, but I just didn't see why we're living. Like, what am I going to get out through this day? And I think mm-hmm. when you're in that mode, it's, it's pretty much impossible to be cured. I think it's just like, my friends could be like, oh, my God, you have all these great things. And I was just like, I don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it's kind of like a force thing where you say what are you grateful for and like sometimes it would be hot water sometimes it would be for like a nice thing sometimes it would be for a book exercise what am I going to do for exercise today what am I going to eat for breakfast and what if, for you what am I going to do that would make me feel better today like what's something I can do for myself anything and I don't think I don't think there's a magical cure for depression um, I think a lot of it is like removing things adding things and seeing what's overall changing your life for the better mm-hmm. uh, even Gebby so I did that every day for a year straight and at some point, you know, sometimes things are, are hard and you've got to suffer through them to persevere because you realize the benefit's greater. Mm-hmm. But I think what I've realized with, you know, depression and feeling good and enjoying life and getting the most of it is trying things. So, like, if you don't know if Gabby's going to help you or not, do it for two weeks and then see how you feel after two weeks and then remove it. And so, you know, I was doing Gabby for a year and I realized, like, it's just become a burden on me versus in adding to my life. Mm-hmm. Something I've seen in my mom 
where I love my mom, but she has these habits and rules and, and discipline that don't actually serve her and make her life better, but she's so used to doing it. And so I would encourage everyone to go reevaluate your rules. Like, what are the habits that you've always done because you've always done? Like, one of them today I realized was I hate subscription services. I hate cell phone subscription. I hate rent subscription. And I have always said that. I've always said I've hated that shit. Oh. And then finally today I was like, I don't know if I really hate that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, and then it was a good chance for me to actually think, what do I really want? Why does that actually bother me or does it, does it not? Um, and Earn 1K is a subscription model, right? Well, Earn 1K is Ramit's, my friend's course, monthly1k.com. It's monthly not a subscription. It's, uh, we have $300 up front or you can pay for 12 months. It's a mm-hmm. payment. Got it. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about uh, AppSumo more. You know, you have um, you have this way of really being direct and candid with people. Um, we you're a little candid with me earlier today as well, and I really appreciate that. So you know, when it comes Do you to actually appreciate that, it was it's like no, only seems like I, I really appreciate that. It might not seem like I'm listening, but trust me, I appreciate that like a thousand percent because I'm really like that with you know the employees at Single Grain, and I just I'm sometimes I really wish like someone could be like that with me. So yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate that. But how do you you know? How do you, uh, what's your process of, for being direct with employees? Like, do you, do you go all in? Are you really candid? Like, are you mean to them? Like, what do you do exactly? I think I've evolved over time. I used to be much more of a dictator mm-hmm. where I was very like, I want it my way or no way at all. Mm-hmm. And that's probably how my father was at times, possibly. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like our parents. We're like the roots to the people that love us the most. Yeah. Like with my mom, like she called me yesterday and I was like, mom, I don't really want to talk to you now. But if like some girl I like called me, I'd be like, oh, hey, baby. (laughs) And it's amazing because this woman is the most loyal to me. She'll always be there until, you know, she passes away. Yeah. And I I think with, you know, it's the same thing with the guys I work with. I'm like super nice to them. Mm -hmm. I'm a little probably more direct or a little, you know, I'm not more, I'm always direct. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm sensitive to our relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not like, this is shitty. No, I'm not like, you know, it's funny, like at Facebook, Mark was like that. And I've read, read some stuff like Jeff Bezos and all these big time CEOs are, are like that. And I think you have to do it in your own authentic style. And for me, it's like, I want to get certain outcomes and, you know, whatever way keeps these guys happy that they want to be here and they're excited to be here. Yeah. I wouldn't want to jeopardize that with, you know, I, I don't think I'd want to come to work out of fear. Uh-huh. I don't think that's a great way to motivate them. And so I, I try to treat them with respect. And, you know, a lot of times we have really good dialogue where I'm like, I disagree. They just agree, and I don't. I don't think I've ever pulled. Oh, I'm the CEO card. Yeah. I mean, who cares about that? Yeah. But it's more of like, all right, let's actually discuss what the best option. Maybe it's hopefully with data, so it's objective. But if not, let's try to rationalize it and uh, make a decision with things. So I think what it comes down to is res- mutual respect. We actually had a guy quit a few weeks ago uh, because I don't think I was doing a good job listening and respecting him, and I don't think I was ready for it. I think we needed to get someone else who I would respect in that position. Got it. And when they become defensive with you, like, how do you react to that? When the, the team, well, I think a lot of it is just understanding. So, like, right now, I was asking Anton to change the title of, a, of an email coming out tomorrow because the email said, the title is, where is it? Um, 20 Hidden Gem Apps for Work Plus Life. And... I, I just think that's very unclear and very uninteresting for me to open as an email because Gen App sounds like it's a certain app that I need to get. Mm-hmm. And then for work plus life, it's just not appealing. Mm-hmm. And so when they have a discussion and figure out, all right, well, what title is it? You know, I think this is one of the things that a good takeaway for some of your listeners. It's very easy for me to be like, Anton, come up with a new title. Mm-hmm. But I think what's actually more productive and, and beneficial is, you know, 
I think this is a little unclear. I was looking for something. You actually suggest something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, it's a little unclear what this is for. You know, maybe something that's like 20 free tools that'll help you kick ass at work. Okay, now I'm actually kind of interested. And so you at least, instead of just being negative, you actually try to be productive and move things forward. It happens, especially like when you call people or when you complain to people or you want something, a lot of times we just want to complain instead of actually saying, all right, this is complaining moving forward to what I actually want. Right. And I think that's that's actually a really good tip because once you kind of give them like a base to go off of, they could come up with new ideas too. So really good tip there. And I, you know, I try to do that as, as much as I can over here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, entrepreneurs. So what exactly is a entrepreneur and why are you trying to kill entrepreneurship? I'm trying to kill them because they fucking suck. I mean, it's just these people that, you know, I still see them today. A lot of them just want to be playing business. Like they want the, you know, the thing is a lot of running your business sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like people quit. Your revenue is lower than it should be. Uh, you know, you have to move offices. Like, it's just always, there's always something. And it, you know, there's a lot of good things about being an employee. You don't have to deal with it. Five o'clock happens, it's over. Mm-hmm. The nice thing, hopefully, is like I get it at Sumo is that I work at a company that I want to be, I want to be at. Maybe not every day, but a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so a entrepreneur, you know, gets cards. They fuck, this pisses me off a lot. They, they buy a landing page and buy Google ads and they're like, oh, I've got 25 emails on 20% conversion. I've got a good business. I'm like, and, you know, it happened today. Some guy had a, had people say they're very interested in his thing. And then when he asked them for money, they all said, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> and so entrepreneurs, that's the, they're willing to do that. But I think sometimes they're not willing to work hard. They actually don't want to work hard. They want an easy fucking overnight fix. Like, you know, Tim from 4-Hour Workweek is a good buddy. I mean, that guy works harder than anyone I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's also the way he's creating, and, you know. But to get a 4-Hour Workweek, if that's what you really, really want, you don't have to work your ass off for a while. And some entrepreneurs aren't willing to do that. They're not willing to get rejected. That's why we have the Failure Olympics and Monthly1k.com because they they go and do rejections like cold call. And you cold call because you're not getting rejected by someone that matters. You're getting rejected by a, a nobody. Um, or they you know they build the websites. They do everything but actually run a business and help people. Yep. And, and that's kind of the irony in, in being a entrepreneur. So it's and, more motion than action. You know, they're taking action that, no, no. So that's the thing. They're actually taking action that makes them feel productive. But it's not moving them forward to, to actually creating a business that will be self-sufficient and sustainable. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like, go, go be an employee somewhere. Yeah. Um, growth hacking. What's your take on, what's your whole take on that phrase? I know you've spoken at the conference before. Like, what is this whole growth hackery thing and what do you think about it? I think it's all stupid shit. I think people are, it's, you know, when, when I first started at Sumo, I hired an engineer to just do marketing optimization. And it's just a phrase. I think what, what most people are looking for is the same thing they're looking for with starting a business is they want hacks to just get there. But what they really need is products and services that people actually want. Mm-hmm. Road hacking is just looking at math with marketing. That's really what it's about. It's like, how do I engineer marketing with math and doing different tactics and stuff like that? But what's missing is if you have a shitty product, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, did, did Dropbox growth hack with their viral Twitter, their Twitter share thing? Not Twitter. They're viral shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Dropbox is fucking awesome. It would have grown regardless. Was it able to grow a lot faster because of that? Yes. And I think that's the, the fundamental thing I just have a, a beef with. Like marketing this course. Do you know the best for, for monthly1k.com? Do you know my best way to market the courses? What is it? What is the, can you guess the number one way? Word of mouth. Yes. If I can get people successful businesses, there's no gimmick or ad or content marketing inbound bullshit that would be better than a successful person telling their friends, 
I got success. I got results. And so if you focus back on making it a better product, which we spent a lot of time doing, like almost half a million dollars in a lot plus a year, like that's when you actually grow, you can grow back a lot easier. Got it. Okay. And you know, a little, a little, a little bit on the, the growth hackery. I mean, I know you did a course with Andrew Chen about how to how AppSumo got to 500k users. So, you know, what's what's the path to what do you need to do from you know 100 to 1,000 you know email subscribers? Well, I'm doing that on AppSumo on Thursday. I'm going to show people how to get 100 email subscribers for free on any type of newsletter. So I'm just going to do it as an experiment. Okay. Um, I think what most people do is they default to spending money. They default to things that people don't really want, and they're not really listening. <laughs> they're not listening as much to hearing what customers are actually saying. Like, what words are they using? What are people really facing? You know, it's funny when a lot of times they're like, oh, that person's really busy. It's not that they're actually busy. They're just, there's more important things. And, and that's one of the things that I always encourage people. It's like, if you're trying to start a business, call the totem pole. Um, how do you become important enough? I kind of lost track of your question, but I think as we're moving with businesses and, and starting a newsletter, like, go listen to people and sort of create a newsletter that people would really want. Um, and then once you know what you know what you're solving, all you have to find out is like who wants that and where are they. Once you know who your customer is and they do want something, mm-hmm. finding where they are is a joke. Got it. So it all starts with a good product. I mean, that's that's like yeah. that's marketing 101. Yeah, I mean, like tactics and shit like that. It's like look on Twitter, message Facebook friend, go through your email inbox, comment on blog. Like, there's nothing magically brand new. Like, I think some of the opportunities are like. How can you look at large platforms that aren't being abused, basically? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why me and you were talking about YouTube marketing, because not a lot of people are doing YouTube marketing at, at large levels. Or Instagram, or uh, Instagram, or Pinterest. Like, mm-hmm. those are large, large communities that people haven't super gone viral through on, as, like, a parasite. Like, PayPal did on eBay, or a lot of apps did on Facebook, or Facebook did on spamming email addresses. Mm-hmm. No one talks about that, but Facebook spam is the biggest spammer in the world. Yep. And... You know, it's not spam though because people actually, so most people actually wanted their emails. Um, and so just figuring out what channels are not fully abused that you can actually take advantage of. I mean, I think some of the big stuff that everyone's noticing is, is mobile, but I don't think, even myself included, how do we start really taking advantage of uh, growth through mobile? That's a challenge I'm facing every day too. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to plus one that always looking for scalable channels that people aren't using. You know, people back in the day, they use like plenty, plenty of fish advertising, things like that. Now it's like YouTube advertising. So lots of opportunity out there. And even for mobile, I think we're with the, the problem with people's mindset is they're still thinking of mobile apps instead yeah. of mobile traffic. And I'm noticing like I'm buying ads, I'm seeing a crap ton of mobile traffic available. And especially when people neglect as foreign countries, that's one of the things I always talk about. It's like, there's people speaking English in a lot of other places that's just much more affordable. Yep. And I just recently redesigned one of our, our pages to be mobile friendly. And it's like, it's almost double the conversion on signups just because of that one change. You know, everyone's, you know, fucking on their phones, running around, taking dumps, yep. on, you know, on a plane or not on a plane, but you know, on the bus, wherever. And I think uh, more marketers, if you're starting a business or growing, um, and I'm trying to get better at that. I'm, a, I'm almost old school at this point. I'm used to like, uh, AOL chat rooms. Yep. But I think it's like, all right, how do I be aware of where things are transitioning? Yep. Yep. No, I mean, mobile is the next thing, and there's a ton of figuring out to do there. Um, question for you. So, you know, 500 startups uh, investor David McClure said one thing. He said, you know, the, the, the shortage isn't like in designers or developers, it's actually in internet marketers. Do you agree with that statement? 
I don't know. You know, the thing is, I'm, I'm supposedly a decent marketer, but I only just do really good marketing or I market really well when it's products that I just really love. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think there's a shortage of anything. I think what each person has to authentically embrace what they're good at. Like, if you're great at design, make something that's catered towards design. Same with development and same with business, right? Like, if you notice a lot of things happen, what do I do? At, like, I have a big mouth. So what does AppSumo do? We promote cool stuff. We tell people about cool things we find. And so I think it's kind of recognizing where you're at. And so I do think having someone that has some experience like myself with marketing or yourself will assist. But I think each person can really do, um, you know, really embrace what their, their strengths are. You know, there's so much content online. Like being a marketer is really just practicing. I think you can go and read books and buy a lot of stuff. And even, you know, sometimes you need help. Like that's why monthly 1K is helpful for a lot of people. But, and fundamentally, the most you're going to learn is through doing. Right. Buying ads, trying blog posts, trying SEO, seeing that all, most of it's going to be shitty. And then hopefully one day some of it works. But I think what you know, we encourage in the course and that I've seen most helpful is you've got to start small and really start with one customer. Because when you find something that people really want, the marketing part is a joke. Mm-hmm. But to market something that no one wants, it's, just, it's going to be an uphill battle. That's a quotable right there. I'm going to write that yeah. down. Um, Cool. So what about the entrepreneurs? You know, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm going to try to learn marketing. I'm going to try to learn how to code. I'm going to try to do design and all this and that. And like, they're trying to do all these different things. I mean, what do you tell these entrepreneurs? Die. Uh, it's hot. We don't have any scene here. So it's, look, I'm not mad anyway. I don't really want entrepreneurs to fully die. Um, but I think people really need to pick and choose their battles. When, when, when I meet an entrepreneur who is learning to code, it's a huge red flag. It's a huge red flag. I'm like, so you're going to be better than these guys that went to either good schools or have been coding since they're 14 and love Magic the Gathering? No, they're a lot smarter than you. So what you should do is either figure out how you can give them really good back rubs, massages, or figure out how you can provide complimentary things to them. And that's the real key thing is like you need to pick and choose your battles. You can't be great at everything. I think as a business person, it's good to have a very low-level understanding of SQL of some HTML, of some CSS, of some idea of how things are built, like I've been doing. Like, I started off as a programmer, but I sucked. So I was like, well, let me figure out what I am good at, marketing and, and some, some product. Um, and so picking and choosing where you're really going to, like, have a specific valuable asset. Cool. I think the thing that's going to get crazy is, like, as the world becomes flatter and developers and, and people are more like cloud resources, so you're like, I just need a marketer, and there's just a cloud resource for marketing. Because frankly, you can just if you can get ads and it, it just works, you might not even need a person in the future. Yep, that's so, an idea right there for you, you entrepreneurs out there. Well, it's kind of like what Clarity FM is, or you know, yep. other services. It's like, you know, there's cloud for you know servers and cloud for and everything, but people and, and services are, are coming just as well. They have it for design now, but you'll see it in other forms, and it'll be very fluid. And so I think what people have to realize is like, where do you be the most valuable? And a lot of the times, the valuable person is the architect. Mm-hmm. So how do you become where, wherever in the ecosystem that you're, you're in or you're excited to be in, you be the person that's actually helping organizing or being a part that is just critical to the success instead of, let me try to learn to code because I'm too scared to actually start a business or figure out something that I can be good at. There you go, guys. Really helpful insight there. Um, final question right here. What's something entrepreneurs can do in the, last, in the next 24 hours to help you know, grow their business or really get into you know, the whole thick of entrepreneurship? I mean, join monthly1k.com if you want to start a business. That, that's what's up. I mean, like, it's more like, you know, that, that's obviously selfish of me, but I also think it's something that I believe in and it's been helpful for a lot of people. Um, I'd say, you know, the number one thing, here's the thing is everyone wants, this is why it always is sad, because everyone wants some magical answer. Everyone wants some, like, secret, 
cliche or some quote that will inspire them, but it obviously it comes internally. It's about you making your own decision. And what I would encourage anyone to do who's serious about a business is in the next 24 hours, see how you can get $1. Take some fucking action. Get off your ass. Stop watching videos. Stop reading another blog post. There's not a magical answer out there. Take some action. Anything. And do small. And just see if you can make $1. And I've seen transi- like major transitions when people start doing something. Uh, even maybe if the 24 hours, just do the coffee challenge. Mm-hmm. Go do the coffee challenge. Take one small step to getting the life that you want or a career that you actually want instead of reading blogs and being on your computer necessarily all day. Seriously, that, that's all it takes. Just action. And I'm, I'm going to go do that. I mean, after this interview, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm actually going to go do that challenge. I might even go film it. No, I'm, I'm seriously going to do it. Like, there's no reason not to, right? Just take action. It's so easy. But um, no, well, thanks so much for doing this. Huh? One thing I'm curious for you is why are you taking so long to post the interviews? Why am I taking so long to post the interviews? Yeah, you're saying you're going to wait till November and you already have like 13 or 14 available. Oh, because I actually need to like edit all of them. I need to write blog posts for all of them. So I'm actually doing that like one by one. Okay. I'm just curious. I was thinking, like, why isn't he taking action sooner? Yep. There you go. But uh, Noah, thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon.